Lab, Kate Holliday and Ryan Rivers here with you. We uh, dig in and dissect to a very wide variety of topics. Uh, you can catch us on shortwave radio, broadcasting out of Miami, Florida on WRMI, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the podcast that we upload each week. Yep. So uh, on this show here, we dig in and dissect to a wide variety of topics. Most of them depend on uh, what you, the listener, sends us as feedback. So mm-hmm. theweeklylab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. You can send us reception reports. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Um, any type of topic suggestions for future shows are welcome. I don't know if we've ever had anybody tell us something they didn't like. Not to toot our own horn. But no, people are nice, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I did read one time that um, people are more likely to give feedback if something went wrong. Like really? Like a negative review. As hmm. opposed to a positive. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we're just that good. Maybe. Uh, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> so we've been on an extreme series here for the last, what, four weeks or so? This will be the fourth. Yep. This will be the fourth. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've talked about different extremes around the world. we talked about crazy places or extreme places. Mm-hmm. Uh, animals. Animals, you name it. So um, yep. we're going to do that again today. Yeah. And you have uh, some rather extreme events. Yes. Natural disasters, you say? Yes. We're going to talk about the uh, most extreme, different types. Different types. Yes. There are all different types of natural disasters that have taken place throughout history across the globe. So this will be a a round-robin recap of the most extreme natural disasters. Yeah. Because I didn't want to just do like the top... The top ones of all time, because a lot of them were the same kind of natural disasters. So I wanted to go with different types of natural disasters and then pick the worst ones out of those types. Well, let's dig in and dissect some. You want to? Sure. So, uh, yeah, this is week four. Might be our last week of extremes. We're not sure, depending on how this one goes. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how the show goes. We might trigger something and be like, oh, let's do that next week. Um, But anyways, getting into it. The first one is a hurricane. Of course. Which, we're in the midst of hurricane season right now. We're all familiar with hurricanes. We've already had a couple bad ones already. Um, But this one takes place all the way back in 1780. Wow. So, this was a long time ago, and it's known as the Great Hurricane. The Great Hurricane. Yes. So, they didn't name them back then, huh? No, it wasn't like Sheila or Matthew or whatever they do nowadays. Sheila. Yeah, I have no idea. Um but it is known as the deadliest Atlantic hurricane on record today. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, so back then, they didn't have the system where they do the scientific documentation of everything that occurs during a hurricane. Yeah. So you have to keep in mind that there's not a lot of documentation in general about this. It was just like witness reports. Um, probably like people writing with like a like ink and quill or whatever they're <laughs> called, you know what I mean, back in the day. Um but it's estimated that between 22,000 and 27,500,000 deaths occurred. So between 22 and 27,000. Wow. Essentially. Um, so like I said, due to the time period, no official scientific data was documented. Um, but what they concluded from eyewitness reports that were like written down, um, someone wrote down that they saw that like tree bark was being stripped off of trees due to the high winds. So scientists later on estimated that the winds should have been around 200 miles an hour in order to do that, um, which would have put this hurricane as a category five. Cat five. There you go. Yeah. So um, that's an extremely strong hurricane if you're looking at it from like the current charts. Um, but like I said, 
it occurred so long ago that it actually happened during the Revolutionary War in the mm-hmm. U.S. So um, while this was happening, the British forces actually lost a lot of casualties um, to their fleet. I have heard about this, indeed. Did you? Mm-hmm. You are a history buff, so that doesn't surprise me. But um, it it makes me wonder if it actually played a role in how the war ended up because it weakened their forces overall in the Atlantic. Yeah, so so just so you can get a, an idea, I don't know if you can hear that leaf blower in the background. Mm-hmm. That is blowing at probably around 80 miles per hour. Yeah. Because we have one, and that's what the box says it does. Okay. So you hear how loud that is. Right. Imagine that magnified times four. Well, two. I'm not, well, I'm not good at math. Almost three. Almost. Imagine that <laughs> magnified almost three. Think would, about how loud that would I'd be. I'd be deaf. Yeah, I don't Have think you ever put your uh, face like right in front of a leaf blower, though? You ever put your face in front of a hurricane? I mean, I try not to. The cat five at that. No, I try not to. So, yeah, people are blowing their leaves. If a hurricane came through, it would do it for you. Right, and it would probably deposit a lot more, and then they'd probably have their work cut out for them even, even more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which these people around us, you guys know this, if you listen to the show, people around us love their yard work. So they probably love having a hurricane come through. That's what we get for living in a uh, retirement neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how we got access to it. Where exactly did this hurricane take place? You said the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So um, is, was there damage to, like, present-day United States, or was it, like, mostly down in the... Um, in the uh, southern Atlantic, like where most of those small islands get. Well, you know, that's the thing, is there's no, it was hard to document back then because the actual scientific um, equipment that they used to document these things didn't exist. So they say that it was like the Bahamas and that area, and then possibly parts of Florida. Oh, wow. So it could have been parts of like the U.S., but they're not really sure. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe there's official documents out there from other eyewitnesses and stuff like that that go more in depth. But from what I read, it was basically like that those strings of islands down there and then possibly parts of like the southeast coast of America. Huh. So, but really it was just the mentioning of, you know, the fleet. So that means like the British boats and stuff that were out in the ocean mm-hmm. got damaged, not so much like the troops on shore. Yep. So, but I mean, that's pretty interesting. 200 mile an hour winds. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Considering, I mean, now everybody flips out about something that's way less than that. But you've got to think about how populated everywhere is now compared to the 1700s and how much more damage something like that would do. Yeah, because there's more structures now. I mean, back then people lived in like little huts, but... You you could just rebuild that. Yeah, I mean, the little piggy blew that thing down. Right. I think it was a wolf. But anyways. Well, either way. <laughs> Somebody blew it. Um, yeah. And y- you look at the death toll, right? So estimated between 22 and 27,000, which is pretty significant for back then. But as we go through this, let's go to the next one. Okay. In 1931. So we're skipping about 200 years, right? Yeah. Um, the Huang He Flood. I don't know if I said that correctly. But it occurred in China. Um, so China's second longest river ended up flooding a size, like an area... The size of England was how bad the flood was. Wow. And uh, it was basically due to a really harsh winter the year before in 30, carrying over to 31 with a lot of snow and ice uh, deposit. Yep. And then heavy um, additional precipitation on top of it. Like they got 
as much precipitation as they would in like a season in one and a half months, they said wow. that year. So, um, but it was also due to the way that they were handling the water levels in the river itself. Human and, error. Right. So it is a natural disaster due to those elements of heavy winters and heavy precipitation, but then also human error too, because that had been a conflict in that area for a while. And that was actually a driving force after this happened to like get their crap together to try and figure it out a little bit faster because let's go back to the death toll, right? Yeah. So 1780, 22,000 to 27,000 was probably pretty detrimental back then. Well, even today, I mean, you got to think 20,000 people dying. Well, yes, but in theory, not really in theory, but in comparison, that's a better word. Yeah. To this one in 1931 estimated, so this, there were with a flood, a lot of people were missing, so they didn't have an accurate death toll. Two million to four million deaths were estimated from this flood. In China? Yeah. So. And I know that's a highly populated area, and that's what you're thinking. I was going to say, did they notice? I mean, yeah, probably, because 80 million people were left homeless after this. Oh, yeah, they probably noticed. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's Two a million people from a flood. Yeah. So that and must have been like... I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, it's the wh- size what, what of year England, is this? 1930? 31. 31. So, yeah, I guess mass communication hadn't really been established, but you would think that 2 million people would have a chance to evacuate. I mean, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I could see if like a dam broke or something and like flooded a massive city. Well, they said it was million. a dike. I think it was called a D-Y-K-E yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. The system was faulty and then like the heavy precipitation and stuff. So with the human error, it was... They didn't know it was coming. So, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Two million people. And I mean, it was the second longest river and it was a lot of water. So, they didn't really have time to plan, I guess, that much. So, but that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Um, so, 80 million were left homeless and the economic loss was equal to a year and a half salary per family for the damage that it did. It killed off a lot of their cattle, a lot of their crops, like all the economic stuff that they like thrived off of mm-hmm. in that immediate area was wiped out by this. Huh. So Do you have any of the uh any of the city names listed? I want to try to hear you pronounce them. No. Uh, I thought I'd just go with the you, you He flood. Hyang that was Hyang. enough. Hyang. No, I didn't want to offend anybody more than I already did, I guess. Yeah. Um but yeah, so two million to four million deaths estimate. Wow. Now that's a lot. Right. So I kind of put that one towards the beginning because it did involve human error as Mm -hmm. well. So, um, but it, it was contributed to natural disaster with the flooding, um, and the ice and snow melt and all that kind of stuff. So, um, the next one is a cyclone. A cyclone. Mm -hmm. And you don't mean from Dairy Queen. No, I wish though. Is that what they call those? Blizzard. Blizzard. Oh. You're thinking of Dexter Queen. Dexter Queen. Yeah. Um, a cyclone. All right, go ahead. So this occurred in 1970, so it, not too long ago. In the Pacific Ocean, I'm assuming. Uh, it was off um, the coast of East Pakistan, also now known as Bangladesh. Okay. So that's where that occurred. Check. Indian Ocean. So it was called the Bahola Cyclone. I don't know. Maybe you're better pronouncing that. You've been in that area. Oh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B-H-O-L-A. So the Bahola Bahula cyclone? I don't know. But it occurred in East Pakistan, which is now Bangladesh, which we'll get to in a minute. Wow, we will. why it changed names. Um, So it actually formed due to a leftover tropical storm in that ocean that can... What? What are you thinking? I'm thinking 
a cyclone, you have uh, a typhoon, you have a hurricane. Mm-hmm. It's like the same same storm type, but just different locations, different names, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like hemispherically. Mm-hmm. They call it different things. Gotcha. Because okay. I thought about that too. Yeah. And I was thinking of... Like, it's just a cyclone sounds so much worse than the others, I feel like. Well, that's why initially I was like, what is the difference? And really it's... Nothing. It's just location, an increasing location, tropical location. storm. Right. All right. So um, it formed due to a leftover tropical storm uh, that was out at sea, just caught on strength and continued until it hit coast. So uh, with the cyclone, it brought a 20-foot storm storm surge um, and then average winds that were over 140 miles per hour by the mm-hmm. time it hit the coast. Um, so there's estimated to be 300,000 to 500,000 deaths Jeez. with over $490 million worth of damage done to that area. Wow. You seem shocked. Yeah. But that's U.S. doll hairs. And that so. was in 1970. Mm-hmm. So think about the inflation rate on that nowadays. Oh, I'll think about it. $1 billion. Um, it said 85% of homes in the area were destroyed and I it, believe it wiped out inhab- inhabitants. <laughs> where did that accent come from? Wiped out inhabitants of 13 nearby islands. No kidding. So literally nobody existed on those islands after that. Deserted islands. Pretty much. Maybe they turned into snake islands. Could after have been. That. I have no idea. Um, so this one was pretty detrimental as far as like wiping out entire colonies of people. The amount of um, economic value that it did worth of damage 85 percent of homes were destroyed so yeah that's nuts a lot of people were left homeless um and now back to the reason that it occurred in east pakistan but nowadays the area is called bangladesh yeah and you as a history major might know this one but this natural disaster was actually one of the first times that a naturally occurring event led to civil war in a country Because of the way that the local government responded Mm -hmm. to the natural disaster, people were really upset because the local government basically withheld support from the area for like a week. Like they didn't send in any help and, you know, it really ticked off the locals and they were upset. And so civil war broke out um, and it was called the Bangladesh Liberation War. And then it also continued and it became the Indo-Pakistani War of 1971 so it actually carried over to the next year and then that ultimately led to the creation of Bangladesh in December 1971 so this was like an ongoing issue a political issue from a cyclone a storm that did so much damage that the locals were that upset over it that they went to war against each other that's the government for you right that's why I don't like politics yeah people get so upset over it it creates an entire different like yeah, that whole area, though, like of the world, like it's got so much history behind it. And I feel like a lot of people um, were never exposed to like the actual stories over there. You know, like yeah. you look at a map and you're just like, look at all these little like offshoots and blah, blah, blah. And just the way that all the countries are formed, their borders and whatnot. And you look at like the languages in that region. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's because of events like that that really took shape and, and molded it into what it is. Yeah. What it is. What it is. I mean, that just goes to show that the people there are, like, passionate about each other. Because passionate about not living on the street after a cyclone. I mean, yeah, and holding their government accountable, mm-hmm. you know, because they didn't do what they should have done to support their people. And they went to war for, like, a year. And essentially, it resulted in two different wars and the creation of an entirely different, what would you call it, 
country? Country. Yeah. Yeah. Bangladesh Over. has its own capital now. You know, it's like it's like a shampoo commercial. You know, it, it's a real place. You know, you can swim there. You eat there. Hmm. You know, horseback riding. Horseback riding. I picture camels. Camels. It's not, it's, it's not a desert. It's not. It's, it's not? No, it's more oh. of a jungle. Oh. Yeah, it's right next to India, mm. if you can believe that. I picture camels in India as well. I'm sheltered. Yeah, they may have camels there. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know anything about the Middle East. I've never been over there. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I don't know anything. Yeah, that's not really the Middle East either. We should do an episode on geography. Ugh. That would be a lot of fun. I feel like that's a, let's see how stupid Caitlin is. No, 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 no. <laughs> You'll be the one teaching it. Uh, I don't think so. Um, all right. So, Civil War broke out due yeah. to a natural disaster. You hate to see it. It's a mess. Um, moving on to one that we are probably all familiar with because it happened in recent history. The 2010 Haiti earthquake. I do remember hearing about that. I'm sure you do. It was all over the news. It was all over, like... I don't know, like every single channel for a while because they were doing, like, I remember there was Hope for Haiti concerts and they were raising money for them and all this kind of stuff. Like, it was all over the place. Uh, But basically in 2010, a 7.0 earthquake hit Haiti and it also had, uh, you know what an aftershock is, right? Oh, I'm familiar. Oh, you're familiar. This one had 52 aftershocks involved that were 4.5 and higher. Which That's is not that many. It, it's a lot, and it's pretty <laughs> significant. 4.5 is one that you would feel. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, three and under, generally, you'd probably, if you're moving in your house, you won't feel it. You just go about your daily business, and then you probably get a notification on your phone and be like, oh, really? Like, what? You know, we got them in Alaska all the time, and we had no idea that they were, like, 3.6 or whatever. Um, but due to this earthquake, estimated 230,000 people died, uh, 300,000 were injured, and 1 million people were left homeless. Um, the government stated that 250,000 residences were destroyed, along with 30,000 commercial buildings. Um, and I would say overall, um, and I'm, I'm going to say that this is due to it being in recent history, mm-hmm. that it was a pretty much a worldwide response effort for this. So a ridiculous amount of countries responded, provided aid. They sent people over there. So just to list some of the countries that responded, obviously the US did. They raised like eighty four million dollars for the relief. It was crazy. Uh the Dominican Republic, Iceland responded, China, Qatar, Israel and Korea, uh, just to name a couple of the countries that sent wow. response over there. So they were responsible for bringing meals, um, triaging medical patients bringing like rebuilding supplies, money in general, all that kind of stuff. So it was a huge, massive uh, response from like across the globe for this kind of stuff. And that's what I'm saying. I think due to like the recent history of it, it got way more exposure because of like TV, internet, right. you know, media and things that like and that. And the means of transportation to respond right. was present. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't really like open up the sails on your ship back in 17... 17- 1780 and be like hey let's go help the u.s they just had a hurricane and they're gonna be like how do you know yeah oh well so and so sent a a messenger yeah it happened a few months ago you want to head over right yeah Mm -hmm. Eh, anything helps but yes the quick turnaround time would not have been there for sure so um i definitely thought that as far as earthquakes go like we had that really bad one alaska like they can bring tsunamis they can bring aftershocks that'll do more damage you know structural damage 
I've never seen somebody like legitimately fall into the crack of an earthquake like they claim in movies and stuff, but I know it happens. Like cars fall in, all that kind of stuff. So earthquakes are scary because there's no predictability. Um, yeah. Like the uh, hurricanes and stuff where you track like the storm tracker and things like that, you have no time to prepare. That's true. So, I mean, like in California, you know you live on the San Andreas Fault where it's like one of the biggest earthquake faults in the country. You know it's probably there's a good chance you're going to get an earthquake here and there, but you don't know when. Do you wake up thinking it's going to be today? I mean, maybe, but chances are it's not. Yeah. You know, you could think that every day. You could. Potentially. And you'd be right. Yeah, exactly. So, Hmm. all right. So moving on to my last one that I have. Happened in 2004. And I know you know this one. It's the Indian Ocean Tsunami. Yeah. Which resulted from an earthquake. Correct. As you were just saying. Um, It happened on December 26th in 2004. And this one was a doozy. Yeah. A uh, 9.3. Do you know what that's called when an earthquake's over a 9.0? It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's called a mega thrust. Yeah. It knocked the Earth's... uh, It tilted the Earth on its axis a little bit. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, I'm dead serious. Really? Yeah. I didn't read that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to just talk about this one, then? you want to take it and run? I didn't do any research on it. This but is you just, know about it. Well, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was an underwater earthquake mm-hmm. that uh, resulted in a large uh, tsunami, since yep. you like to pronounce words that have a silent letter. Mm. And um, I don't know the death toll off the top of my head, Okay. but I do know that uh, it hit uh, all sorts of places in Southeast Asia, all those island uh, nations down there, and that yeah. the uh, tsunamis were um, wiping away stuff on shore as far as, like, the east coast of uh, Africa. Yeah, so um, it hit, like you said, out at sea off the coast of Sumatra, and it had waves of up to 98 feet high. Dang. Could you imagine that? That's like a skyscraper just, like, coming, and it's a wall of water. Yeah. Like, that would be so terrifying. Um, and you said it was hitting islands, different countries. It killed people in 14 different countries total. I believe it. So it touched a lot of different areas. Um, estimated deaths to be upwards of 300,000. Uh, Indonesia had the highest recorded and confirmed death toll. They said, and this is a specific number, 126,473 people officially confirmed dead and 93,943 missing. They never found them, didn't know where they were, never turned up. Huh. So that is over 200,000 people just alone in Indonesia. So then everywhere else it was just trickled in numbers. Um, but this is like the the earthquake was so big that the first waves from the tsunami hit the shore in 20 minutes. Yeah, so even like with your warning and all that type of stuff. No. A lot of the countries didn't have a chance to take advantage of it. Right. So it happened so quick. Like there was, and they, I think it happened in the afternoon. So. Yep. Because um, one of these things, I forget which one, but it happened in the middle of the night. So, I mean, you're in your bed. There's no time to prepare or anything like that. But, you know, but within 20 minutes, even if you're awake and you hear the alarm, like, what are you going to do in 20 minutes? Get out of there. Head for higher ground. I mean, if, yeah. That's... If it's close enough within 20 mics. You got to make it. You got to make it. Right. So, I mean, it wiped out people in 14 different countries. I'm sure it's to the same effect um, of the cyclone where, you know, tiny islands were hit and 
all colonies in that area were wiped out. I, I didn't really get into the nitty-gritty of it, but, like, just thinking of the widespread effects of these natural disasters was, like, the extreme part that I was driving home. Like, these things are huge. Yeah. They can do a lot of damage to a lot of different areas. Have you heard of um, the uh, New Madrid earthquake? A lot of people haven't. Uh, I want to say yes, but I don't know anything about it if I had. It was. Uh, <laughs> it happened in Missouri. But, uh, oh. A series of earthquakes between 1811 and 1812. Dang. There was over 2,000 earthquakes. Good grief. In that uh, short period of time. Yeah. And um, between 6,000 and 10,000 aftershocks. Good. Now, um, deal with that? it happened in southeast Missouri. So you think of like where... Um, just between like Memphis and St. Louis, draw a line and then go a little bit below that. So that's kind of like where it was. All right. Okay. Um, the earthquake was so powerful. Of course, back then they didn't have the measuring equipment, but mm-hmm. it uh, it was so powerful that the president at the time, James Madison, um, felt it in the White House. Whoa. And church bells were ringing in Boston. That's how like violent it moved the, it? the earth was shaking yes they felt it in boston um sidewalks were like cracked in new york city and in philadelphia the sidewalks were all um messed up the roads were the mississippi river ran backwards oh that's that one yeah um, i didn't even know there was like a fault there yeah oh there's some reason. there's a fault there yeah. is a fault yeah so look that up sometime the um new madrid the new madrid earthquake dang yeah so um a lot of animals, like, noticed that it was coming or something. Like, whenever you read, like, the diary entries, the journal entries from people, they said that, like, their animals were acting weird. Mm. So, like, it's yeah. either, like, they sensed the ground coming or they heard it before it happened or something. I don't know. But there's all sorts of crazy stuff on it. Um, and then, like, the earth did open up. Sand boils. They were saying it looked like Old Faithful shooting sand up out of the ground. You can still see those today. I've actually seen them growing up where, um, in southeast Missouri. You can drive by them, and you can see them in the fields and whatnot and flying over there. Why don't you take me to them? I haven't seen these. Yeah, so um, it's estimated <laughs> that it was going to be a... Uh, <laughs> um, that's fine. Right around a 9, 9.0 on the Richter scale. But that's Jeez. an estimate. But you got to think, 2,000 of those things over yeah. the course of uh, about a year. Right. Um. So that one's a big earthquake. Uh. Yeah, I don't know why that one didn't pop up on my research. A lot of people don't know about it. That's so weird, though. Yeah, next time you're in Missouri, you should go check it out sometime. Get, find somebody that knows the area and have them show you around. I'll call your mom and dad. Um, hmm? Now, back to your Indian Ocean uh, to tsunami. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mega thrust. The mega thrust. Right. I, I like that motion that you just did. I'm not sure what that was. Like you're so shifting gears or thrusting. something. Thrusting. Thrusting. <laughs> um, the North Sentinel Island. Are you familiar with it? Negative. So there is an island out there close by other islands. Oh, I okay. I don't know any of the That's other islands off the top of my head. But this one stuck out to you. This Why? one did because there is a tribe of uncontacted people that live on this island. Like they right? don't have cell phones? They don't have cell phones or Wi-Fi, if you can believe it. Oh, my No gosh. Instagram, Facebook. No, it's literally a group of people that live on this island mm-hmm. that are uncontacted. Okay. Like in history. Okay. So um, when this tsunami hit, the Indian military flew out to North Sentinel Island to check on the people to see, like, if they were okay, mm-hmm. and the people started shooting arrows at them. Oh, no. So that whole subject of uncontacted tribes, yeah, I think should be our last episode of The Extreme, because those are like some extreme peoples. I think we should dig into that next week.
I mean, I say let's do it because to I'm, clearly they knew about them, but it makes you wonder, have those people ever seen like a plane or a helicopter? Yes. Oh, they had. Because a fishing boat washed up a few years prior to that. Mm. Or they a fishing boat lost its engine or something. There's a story about it. And they drifted up on shore, and both the fishermen uh, were killed. They got eaten? I don't know if they got eaten. I don't know if they're cannibals. But a rescue helicopter flew out there to Uh-oh. try to rescue the fishermen, and those people were shooting arrows at that helicopter. Yikes. So now... Well, the, now I uh, need to know more. Now the uh, Indian government has a uh, exclusion zone around the island, like no fishing within certain miles, and you can't fly below a certain altitude or something. Well, rightfully so. Um, not long ago, though, somebody uh, went there on purpose and was killed like the second he stepped off the boat. Uh, well, yeah. Surprised you didn't hear about that. No, I did not. Um, but yeah, uncontacted tribes. The island there, uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to say Papua New Guinea mm. still has uncontacted tribes as well as different parts of the Amazon, which is kind of cool. Mm. If you um, if you want to check that out, just uncontacted tribes south america and they have like really in detail pictures and whatnot um yeah or listen to the show next week i, listen I think to we the should show talk about week. it we'll talk I, don't, about I don't know anything it. about this so yeah it's it's uh it's really good stuff and i'll even talk about um the uh, last uncontacted person in the united states that came out of uh that came out of the wilderness so it happened right where you grew up. So what? we'll talk about that next week here on The Lab, theweeklylab at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts and your feedback.